You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. The show of the year is happening at the Athenaeum Theatre, 7pm, Saturday the 1st of December. That's not my assessment, that's what it's called. The man behind it is Triple R's own Casey Bonetto. He's joining us now. Welcome to Breakfasters. Uh, thank you very much, Jeff. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. It's very exciting to be here at this time of day. I didn't realise the sun came in from that angle. <laughs> Who would have known? When we were forward announcing this at 6am, I said that you might put on a show for us and you brought in your guitar. So I, maybe that will happen at some stage. I have, but I've got, I've got nothing to do with it other than just uh, we were listening to... Who was covering Moby just before? It was... Uh, you. Run, yeah. run on for a long time. Oh, that, well, that, that actually wasn't Moby. Wasn't it? No, that I was wondering why you just talk. We're talking about Moby for no reason. But they were covering Moby, they, weren't no, they? No, they were covering. Um, oh, they were covering uh, the, original the original one that Moby, one that Moby was covered. also stealing oh, from. Yeah. Oh right. Well, also this makes no sense to any of our listeners. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. Um, why does my heart feel so bad? Why does my soul feel so bad? Hey. Anyway, it's great. I, I went into mass detention. determined to get in there, get in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. um, the show of the year is a wheel centre event. It's got it a cast is. of thousands. What's going to happen? Well, I don't know, and that's the, okay. the that's the great sort of fun thing about show of the year every year. I've I've, I've been lucky enough to host it every year uh, since it was um, conceived in in 2013. It's an end of year show where you get 12 different. Um, Speakers or comedians or musicians or folks together, and everyone gets a month and and about you know five to seven minutes to uh, to render the month as best they can. Any aspect of the month they like. Um, generally, everyone can choose uh, what they want to speak on, or the sort of you know they've got a choice of oh, okay, you've got August, Sarah. What happened in August? And you go back through and you you get given a list and you sort of go or sometimes you get dictated to. I, Geraldine, you did it. I um, was absolutely dictated to on what I... <laughs> what, did, what did you get? The census. Oh. This is a couple... So I did it two years ago. Yeah. And I had, yeah, doing... The month the census happened. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's stuffed up. No one could do it. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Ge- I... Geraldine stepped in and uh, donned a green and gold tracksuit and ran laps of the Athenaeum, and it was a beautiful thing to see. Because <laughs> oh, really? it was the same, the Olympics or something on was on at the same time. That's I right. did a yeah, bit yeah. of a, a, cross, a crossover. <laughs> I was dictated to, you had to do the sense of, like, yeah, but the Olympics, I'm putting that in as well. <laughs> um, and that happens all the time, that folks will, will uh, sort of pick up one particular issue and then, you know, jackknife it into a separate issue. And because it's so uh, sort of quick and continuous that, that anything that, that uh, grabs your fancy is there to be enjoyed and anything that doesn't, you're sort of like, well, it's going to tick over in five mm. minutes. Someone else is going to do something. And the other great thing about this show is because the the diver- diverse cast that you have, like you even this year you've even got Associate Professor Duff, Alan Duffy, who's an astrophysicist. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's right. So someone will talk for, you know, five to seven minutes on mm. astronomy and then someone will get up and do a silly song and then someone will get and do some uh, poetry and then someone it's – a, it's a sort of a great collection – and the theory is that if you throw all these things against the wall, somehow <laughs> you get a magic mosaic of the year. 
Um, it, it is a pretty extraordinary list. Mama Alto, Steph Tisdale, Sean McAuliffe, Jan Free, Michelle Lee, Candy Bowers, Juan Lafriere, Rebecca Shaw, Laura Jean McKay, and Alan Duffy. Not too shabby at all. Yeah, it's going to be great so, fun. So, uh, previous years, what are some? You've talked about Geraldine's. What are some of the other things that people have done that stick out in your mind? Oh, we've had. Uh, I remember uh, um, Tripod doing a song about uh, a, a, about a shutdown at some stage. I remember. Uh, Dior and Puncta, actually, who I've just finished working with. I've been at the Malt House for the last two weeks uh, as part of their Rock Bang show with Circus Oz. And uh, and I remember them um, bouncing uh, on various sort of uh, blow-up balloons and releasing about 40 or 50 of them across ah. the audience and, and, and bouncing all over the place. Uh, there's been terrific sort of um, sad in-memoriam moments at, at different times, uh, beautiful uh, uh, singing performances at different times where folks step up and, and uh, Mama Alto, I, I think I can uh, reveal in advance that Mama Alto has, has drawn the Aretha card this year, so that's going to be very interesting. Um, but there are always uh, things popping up that, that I, I sort of, I don't know each year as it comes up, so I get to sort of... Uh, MC it and then watch it all unfold at the same time. So it's terrific. Do you know any of the what? What do you think are some of the big things that have happened this year that you'll cover? Well, I know that there's I know there's a few things in there. Obviously, the um, uh, the Liberal Party uh, leadership in uh, in June is going to be in there. Uh-huh. Um, what about the most recent bloodbath? I wonder whether that's going to get up. I, th- I think it probably will. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that's uh, that's right towards the end of November. So it, it, there's always a couple of things that end up falling to me because it's like it's too late in the day for anyone yeah. to. So it's like we need a song for that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so there step might, forward, Mr. Fenetto. And there might be one or two things like that where I'm like, ah. but it's um, yeah, it's a yeah. It's, so what's your role as MC? I sing a song at the start, introing the show of the year. Um, I sing a song at the end, um, celebrating December because, of course, this is, the show's on December the 1st, so no one's got any time to write anything for December. Um, and, oh, this year there's an intermission because we're on a Saturday night, we're all fancy. I might need to wear a bow tie and all that sort of stuff. Ooh. Normally we're midweek, that, that we're on a Saturday night. And uh, so I think we're going to need an end of financial year song at the end of the first <laughs> set. That feels like, feels like no one's ever written the definitive, you know, uh, have you had a crack at it before? An end of financial no, year song? No, I haven't. I haven't, and it feels like that. It feels like that <laughs> festive the time moment. Is right. is Can I be honest? That really does surprise me because I feel like <laughs> you've written a song about everything. <laughs> <laughs> bit by bit, maybe um, I, I will go back and probably retool the you know end of the Mayan calendar song <laughs> to fit the end of the financial year moment. I don't know. So you're sitting here with your guitar. Can you just write a song about anything at any moment? Because you seem to have that skill. Well, I, I think that's smoke and mirrors by and large. But go on, go on, sir. Can, I, can you just write a song about um, Jeff not liking to hug people? Jesus mm. oh, Christ. <laughs> know that it's almost Christmas. And the window to meet people is narrow (laughs) And when I get down to business I like to meet up with Jeff Sparrow (laughs) But he always keeps his distance (laughs) Don't know why he won't move in close (laughs) Come on Jeff, there's not much time left Let's get close Let's get close. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I think 
that's one of the best things that's happened to me on this show. Ever. <laughs> ever. It was great. Please, uh, listeners, forgive the rhyming of close with close. <laughs> All right. uh, Kanye West can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I was going to ask you whether you'd started working on your songs for um, the end of the show of the year, but I imagine you'd probably just write them just before you step on stage. <laughs> You're very close to the truth there, Jeff. Uh, no, there's, there's, there's some that are already written and there's, there are uh, one or two that need a little bit of a touch-up, mm-hmm. uh, like, for instance, words. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> All right. I'm sure this is probably going to sell out. So people need to jump on the Wheeler Centre website if they want to come along. It's on Saturday the 1st of December at 7pm. It's called The Show of the Year. It's being emceed by Casey Benno. We've just been talking to with a cast of um, thousands. And a band. And a band on stage. And this year I get Zanny Kolak on violin as well. So oh. that's, that's, that's always a treat. Awesome. And people can catch you tonight on Super... Oh, actually, Sarah, what's the name of the show? Oh, no, you tell me. <laughs> Superfluity. Superfluity. <laughs> How's it been with the new light with Minus Scott? It's been lovely, actually. Oh, okay. It's been really nice. <laughs> I, we were worried at first because it was sort of like, oh, but Scotty is such a, a, a distinctive voice and a distinctive presence. Yeah. That, 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 what's it going to be like with that? But it was really nice to just sit down with Christos and Clem and start spinning tunes and go... Yeah, this is good fun. And there's been a few little rotating lineups as well. There has. It's It's been been a really busy year. So everyone's been uh, like Christos is was meant to be back tonight. I think he's back next week because he's uh, been in India at the Indian Book Festival, something like that. And he's just, I think he's just um, flying back this evening. He was like, I'm going to fly back and come straight in, and then just got a message (laughs) a few days ago going, No. Awesome. Well, as I said, Saturday the 1st of December for the show of the year at the Athenaeum. We've been talking to Casey Bennett. Thanks so much for coming. You're listening to a podcast from Community Radio 3RRR in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Breakfasters. It is silly season time. What do we call it now? Fun and flirty season. Fun and flirty. Fun and flirty season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nat, when Nat Harris came in last week, Friday. Nat, you dubbed it fun and flirty. Mm. No, it wasn't actually you. That's a lie. No, I don't remember that. Okay, oh, great. Fun and flirty. You might not have been. Oh, well, you weren't here. Oh, yeah, you weren't here. You weren't no. here. That's oh. right. So, no, no, I don't Sorry. Think anyway, Jeff, anyway, just to fill you in. <laughs> Welcome to fun and flirty season. Mm. Uh, which is, you know, what what's happening right now. So yes. uh, there are probably plenty of you out there that have uh, work Chris Kringle Things happening. Do we have one? In old KK. The old KK. Is there one happening well, There's here? one between the three of us, yeah. Yep. And, oh, I um, can't tell you which one of you I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I, had a fr- I was chatting to a friend the other day who kept on calling it um, Chris Kindle. I was like, oh, oh. mate, Chris Kindle. Like, unless everyone gets a Kindle. Kindle. A ki- I wish it was Chris Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> I just went, mate, just... Call it Secret Santa. Uh, but she was saying, oh, man, this is, like, one of the worst ideas for a, a gift ever. So this is a problem with Chris Kringle. Just quickly, what does Kringle mean? Oh, I think, uh, I don't know. All right. Was it a, a name after? think about it. A, I think it's, like, a different name for a Santa. Oh, okay. I think, a like, Kringle. Mis- Mr. Kringle. May refer Mr. to Santa Claus. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway. German. Oh. Anyway. Germans know how to do Christmas. Sorry, get back to she's she's just got a point to make. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, so it's... Did you say the Germans know how to do Christmas? Yeah, they do. They have the Krampus as well. Yeah, they do the Krampus. You know, the, Kramp- the Krampus is like the Christmas demon who comes around and tortures all the um, naughty children. Oh, yeah, so I remember that. Mm. Um, oh, Austrian. Christmas takes a dark turn. Anyway, <coughs> Chris Kringle... <laughs> The problem with it is, if you work in a big office, this is where often it'll happen. You have oh. to buy something for someone that you don't know. Yeah. Yes. And here's, she was telling me how she had, at, at their office, it was like uh, up to $20. Don't put in that up to. Oh. Uh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Just say up 20 to, bucks. That means you can get a $1 yeah. coin, wrap it and give it to someone. Do you know what someone did? <laughs> Yes, surprise, exactly. that's your Chris Kringle, Jeff. Someone bought, someone bought a toilet brush. Oh, that's that's like, and also established, is it a joke? Is it jokey or is it serious? I hate when you have a Chris Kringle and mm. everyone opens it and 50% have gone jokey because yeah. what a piece of rubbish and a waste of landfill and 50% have gone serious. So you get yeah. a nice scented candle, for example. Yes. Yeah, so you to get make sure you blow it out. candle on the way. <laughs> toilet brush. On the other. <laughs> But I, my, so my friend was complaining about this toilet brush guy. Like, I had loads that. Like, I, but her main complaint. Although, I think I need, I mean, everyone needs a toilet brush. Yes, there's that. But also, her main complaint was that she, because it was just, a, it was like the plastic ones that you get from Safeway. Oh, it was yeah. like two bucks. Yeah. Like, what a low yeah. dog. Spend you 20 bucks. Yeah. Or almost. get a, like a packet of Smarties. Like, yeah. You know, beef pe- it up a bit. Yeah. A lot of people are low dogs at the moment. Oh, it's a good saying, though, don't you? It's a bit intense, though, a low dog, isn't it? You have said low dog a lot recently. You were talking that people might not have been listening at 6.15 when we had Wednesday. Who was a low dog then? The low dog was the person who'd taken all the wheat picks out of the wheat picks. Oh, they are a low dog. (laughs) Yeah, that's a low dog act. I remember thinking at the time that that was a little bit strong. What's the difference between a low dog act and a dog act? Oh, a, a dog act would be um, leaving one wheat bix in, oh. and a low dog act would be leaving <laughs> no none. wheat bix. No. Such an intense. It's got so much fire in like it, doesn't it? It's like what someone says in a prison before they shank someone. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, low, yeah, low dog. Yeah, it's just fun to say. That'll I'd, teach you. I'd, I'd recommend Ooh. you get amongst it. <laughs> You're a low dog. Jeff <laughs> just Jeff, ac- Jeff accidentally. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, just yeah, yeah. so my <laughs> so it's collapsed. Yes. My friend, her main complaint was the cheap cheapness of the toilet brush. Yeah, right. They're cool. And then I said, "Well, what did you get?" She went, "Well, I like the idea of having something practical." And so, so she was on board with you going. Every, you know, toilet mm-hmm. brushes are needed. And so, but she went for, opted for a uh, roll of Glad wrap and foil. Because oh. every house needs that, and I'm like, that is you are shit. the worst that Chris Kringle yeah, give, terrible. giver of all time. Every house that needs terrible. it, but also every house has it. it the, the idea of the present is that it's also meant to be a little bit exciting. Yes, to spark some joy. Yeah, spark joy. I yeah. can do my own grocery shopping. Your friend is a low dog. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but have you have you had to do much Kris Kringle shopping before? Like you, I mean, it's stressful when you get. Oh, I remember working at a place, and every year I got the kind of the person I, uh, I knew the least in the office. So like the yes. IT guy that had just joined. Yeah, you know, you know, there's always like oh, a yeah. you, and and I just. What, you get in coffee mug. Like, coffee mug's always pretty safe. Coffee mug. Or, so I've, I hated being this person, but occasionally I'd get a voucher, like an iTunes back when people oh, yeah, did me no iTunes voucher. No shame in you that. Know? That's good. Yeah, it's all right, isn't yeah. it? Buy some, buy some tunes. I think so. 
Um, it's funny you say that. I just saw the mirror has a piece on the strict rules that the royal family has about their giving of presents. What is that? Well, because, you know, there's a family who got everything. Mm. Like, they've got billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. So how do they give presents to each other? So they have to... They sit down in the red drawing room in Sandringham. The royal family have to creep down and place their gifts without being spotted. And mm. then um, there's a trestle table that's laid out and which marks where every family's present member should present should be. No one's allowed to open their present until Prince Philip gives them permission. Each present should be a cheap joke gift, and the cheaper the better. Oh. So then they'd be they? down for the, the um, toilet, toilet right? brush. Yeah. Toilet brush, yeah. Ooh, there's a hot tip. We used to do – we did Kris Kringle in our, um, in our family until I put a stop to it. Why? Because it was getting bad. It was getting bad. Oh, mate. It was – this is when I was single, and it was – it just meant that at Christmas time it was – I, like, I wouldn't get anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they, our whole family, like, everyone would do Kris Kringle. Oh, because everyone else had their own families to yes. give proper gifts. Yes. Oh. So you just got a toilet brush effectively every year. Mate, there was one year where my mum gave me, um, I, like, I'd borrowed some money from her before Christmas mm. and jokingly said, hey, just, you don't have to get me my Christmas because mum had me as the Kris Kringle mm. and then she went oh well I won't give her a gift oh, and so then, depressing but then she made she did get me a um a, a family sized um party mix lollies so I'd have oh, that's something all right. yeah so I'd have something to open on on Christmas day but it meant on Christmas morning like just after I put oh. a stop to it because it had all the extended family and stuff you know my um partners and of sisters and brothers and stuff are all sitting around and so and because of all the grandkids there and stuff are all sitting around in the christmas tree and there was a whole bunch of presents under the tree and i just had to sit there while people just would pick something up and go oh and this one's for sally why didn't, Ooh, why and didn't, this one's why, for so were they all so. chris kringles or were they just no yeah there was all the chris kringles in there plus, plus all the other stuff but for me there was no no one gave you no one gave you one present I had the uh, party mix. Mum so got me the party mix. Sadly, so depressing. Sadly eating the party mix. <laughs> no, I had to, and then I had to share them. Like, oh, what well, did you this. say? Did you oh, say get stuffed? No, no, the next year when they brought up the Kris Kringle thing again and then they said, oh, and now – and then they changed it to have an adult's Kris Kringle and a, and a kid's Kris Kringle list. So the adults was – it was 100 bucks and the kids were 50 bucks. And so they oh. and they went – oh, mum went – 100 bucks? Yeah. Because – well, great, because that was the only thing that I was getting. And then mum went, oh, how about we put – we put you. We'll put you on the on the kids list this year because you know things aren't going well financially for you. So you only have to spend fifty dollars. And I'm like, no more, no more, Chris Kringle. Oh my god, we'll put you on the kids list. <laughs> yes, because they're uh, so demeaning. And you can sit at the little kids table and have a miniature meal. <laughs> but there's, but like, there's. So you look like you put on some weight, so it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> but their thoughts were like, "Oh, this is a nice thing to do because you know you don't you can't afford get rid the of the burden. Yeah, you don't have to spend a hundred dollars. You only have to spend fifty dollars." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that means I only get a fifty dollar present. present, and then that's it." Mom. Also, from a child. Yeah, that's that's all I'm getting. Like you sit around there and you pass it. I'm like, "No more. This is the rules for Christmas now. You buy presents for people that you spend Christmas with." Because that's the other thing. Like I wouldn't – like I had – like my sister from Perth would get me or like my brother, you know, who lives at – like and we wouldn't see each other on Christmas and it will just be oh. like, oh, yeah, I'll get you a present later. And I'm like, oh, man, this is – this can't continue. Anyway, 
since dating Kath, they are fam- her family is all about Christmas, and the last three Christmases have made up for my entire life. Oh, oh shit, Chris Gringles. Yeah. Tra- traded up on the Christmas. Oh, my! I can't tell you how much I've traded up. I'm so kind of jealous of that. Can we, the three of us, do a Chris Gringle, though? Sure. We can just all buy each other a gift, I reckon. Did you know that Harry gave the Queen an Ain't Life a Bitch bath hat? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to a podcast from Community Radio 3 FM in Melbourne, Australia. Definitely the best dogs of all time. It's a new book out through Scribe. It's illustrated by Molly Dyson and it's written by Jaden Carroll, who is joining us now. Welcome to Breakfasters. Thanks for having me on. The book's entitled The Best Dogs of All Time. How do you decide what makes a dog good? Well, I mean, I just went with, well... My, my gut, really. It's a bit of a. <laughs> it's a bit arrogant to say definitely the best dogs of all time, but it they're was a funny title, dogs, and Jane. I just decided to double down on it. There, are, yeah, there are so many fantastic dog stories from throughout history, and I've only chosen forty-two of them. But in my opinion, they're the best dogs of all time. Give us an example of your favourite dog in the book. Uh, I think, well, as I said, I've chosen forty-two of them, and um, I think they're all great. But I think that probably my favourite dog from the book is Hachiko. Yes. Uh, the Japanese Akita dog, and there's a, there's actually a film starring Richard Gere that's based on his his story, which is a, a bit weepy, but it's a it's a lovely film. But um, Hachiko was um, a dog uh, living in Shibuya in Japan, and his owner was a professor at the local university, Professor Ueno, and. Um, Hachiko would accompany him every day to the train station um, when he went to work and then accompany him home. Uh, One day the professor had a heart attack while um, giving a lecture and never returned to the train station. So Hachiko stayed there for seven years and became this kind of national icon of loyalty and devotion and unconditional love. And thousands of people would actually come to see him um, and pay respects and feed him. They, They built a monument to him at the train station while he was still alive. So he was he was hugely oh, no. famous in Japan. It makes me want to cry. The, there are, after he died, you know, tens of thousands of people came to the train station to, to pay their respects and there's some fantastic photos of all these people huddling around that, that monument. Um, but um, years later, the Japanese broadcaster actually uncovered this broken recording of Hachiko's bark and they restored it. And they, in, in what was a hugely publicised day, they played the, the bark over the airwaves and it's just very touching and heartbreaking. The, yeah. <laughs> I think you wrote about all the hearts breaking at the same time. Yeah, yeah. just all across Japan, people sitting there and listening to the, to this dog bark. It's it's really lovely. Um, yeah. From Hachiko to Australia's own version about Bouncer from Neighbours, I was so happy that he made the cut in the book, but I had no idea that Bouncer was like the one dog and paid a really good salary. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess many kind of dogs on film and television are multiple dogs and they get them in to do different scenes. But Bouncer was, was Bouncer. That was his actual name. Um, And he was apparently paid between $100,000 and $200,000 per season, Um, which at the time when he started in 1988 and and finished up in about 1993, um, that was the the highest rate for any cast member on Neighbours. Wow. Oh, cool. And you explain in the book that Neighbours actually had a dream sequence from the oh. point of view oh, of oh my God. And, It's and very that, famous. It, yeah. Google it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. incredible. So so there's this uh, this dream sequence, which is why I had to include Bouncer in the book. And basically, um, they're sitting around at Joe Mangle's place watching a, a Joe wee. Mangle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
watching a, a wedding video and and and, um, and their kid says, oh, and Bouncer drifts off to sleep and the kid says, oh, I wonder what he's dreaming about. And Joey Mangle goes, dogs don't dream about anything. I'll bet if he's dreaming about anything, it's just a steak. But then the camera pans into Bouncer's head <laughs> and all of a sudden we're inside Bouncer's dream and, and, and he's running through this kind of play school-esque kind of weird warped... Um, colourful landscape and then there's Rosie the dog next door and he's fantasising about getting married to Rosie and then it pans across there's this weird kind of I don't know, <laughs> wedding bells playing and then pans across and there's a there's a, a dog um, a, a dog house and, and um, home sweet home written above and there's puppies and then it just pans out like nothing ever happened so bounce it, so, so the, they basically just broke with the conventions of the entire series just for one moment to go inside Bounce's head for uh, so I had to get to the bottom of how that actually happened and um, I put a call out to see if I could find a, a writer on Neighbours at the time and I actually found the guy who wrote that specific scene um, who confirmed to me that yes they were on LSD and they, <laughs> <laughs> and they took it to a pitch meeting a writers meeting and and um, and and it got accepted. And, um, yeah, oh, that's history. Those so are the days. how did you go about making this book? Did you draw a long list of dogs and whittle it down or did you start with the, the dogs you eventually finished with? Were there any that almost made the cut that didn't? Um, yeah, I mean, I had a few dogs in mind from the get-go. I mean, there, was, there are heaps of dogs from mythology that I, I really wanted to include, like Cerberus, the multi-headed hound of, mm. of Hades, Argos's dog, who has a similar story to Hachiko where Argos waited for Odysseus for... 20-something years for him to come back from uh, war at Troy and uh, and all that. Um, there, there were a few that I, yeah, I had to make some difficult decisions, though, because there are so many fantastic dogs and some of them have very similar stories. So you can't have all of the best film dogs, for instance. You've got to make some decisions. And, and also the um, Marnie the dog is the Instagram fame. And there were so many dogs on Instagram and how do you come down to just... One and why Marnie? I I just she's really cute. Yes, that she is. that that helps. She's this um Shih Tzu dog and she's got a rescue dog um uh and has become this ambassador for um adoption and, and rescue dogs and she's got this tongue that lolls out one side of. And she's uh, got like face. one eye bigger than the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. It's very lopsided. Um, but but she's super famous. There, there are so many photos of her on mingling on the red carpet with um with with celebrities and and stuff. I, I just thought that she was the best example of that insta fame dog. Yeah. Um. Have you since you've written this? How often are people coming up to you and going? Oh, I know this awesome dog. Here's the story. All the time. <laughs> At, All the time. Oh God, what are yeah. you going to do? Is it going to be a part two, or are you just? Well, it could be definitely the next best dogs of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I kind of, yeah, probably that. Yeah. Do you have people? People are asking me to do cat books as well, but I'm not yes. so into that. Why do you hate cats, Jaden? Jeff, I know, cats, I know that cats are very dear to you. <laughs> but, but tell me a story about a cat, say, running into a house on fire and pulling everyone out. If you can find me that. We've got a story of Jeff yeah. running out of a house and leaving his cat in there when he thought it was on fire. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, how did you work with uh, Molly Dyson? Her fantastic illustrations run through the book. Did you work together or did you do the text and give it to her? or what was the- um, Yeah, so, so Molly's a, actually a friend of mine and it came together kind of serendipitously 
serendipitously that um, that Scribe's art director actually suggested her, and I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> um, Molly lives in in Berlin, so I, I yeah, I would often send her the text, and then she would send ideas, and and also to the art director. So we were kind of working across time zones and it was actually a really tight deadline to get this book done. So I was up late and she was up late in, in different countries working, yeah, working that way. Do you have a dog? I do not have a dog. Why not? Well, I rent and so oh. it's a bit it's a bit difficult. I've kind of moved house a few times in the last few years. But I mean, Makes you responsible. It's I know, good. Yeah, but, the, but there are in fact um, new rental laws I think that have come in now. So yes. the next lease that I sign, I'm going to get one. But how are you going to choose a dog now that you've written about all the best dogs in the world? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah, choose a the dog. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> tough criteria. Kind of, yeah. Did you have a, if you got a dog, what would you call it? Because um, I've got to say, can I just say that um, I think Susan is the best name yeah, um, for a I, dog. Yeah, I love it when dogs are named like just regular people names. My, yes. my, my friends Evan and Perrin have a dog named Fiona who I've actually oh, dedicated so the book good. to. And, I, and, and I've got a, a friend whose dog's named Kevin. There's a Barry in the book. Um, yeah. I think that I just, yeah, standard, just standard name like, yeah. Yeah, I love Susan. Susan Edward. was the um, original corgi of Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, and um, all of the corgis have now died out. And, mm. she's not and it was so only recently the last one died, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Corgis are a nasty breed of dog, though, no. aren't they? Oh. Are they, though? <laughs> <laughs> They're very loyal. Well, you just relate them to the royal family. Mm. Yeah. I just always thought they see yappy body. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Our first dog was a corgi, um, which we love very much. I was very loyal, but also my brother got attacked by a corgi and he had to get thirty-two stitches oh. in his leg. Oh so, my god! Yeah. So, Jamie, if you're not going to do the best cats of all time, what about the worst dogs of all time? Ooh, yeah, because no there, there, there are some pretty bad dogs. I don't. Are yeah, they? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> dogs have been known to maul and kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a bit of a depressing book, wouldn't yeah. it? I, re- I actually really want to do a book about sinkholes because they're terrifying. Um, oh, like the most God. terrifying sinkholes of all time, I think, would be a good one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. That yeah. is so good. It's, it's a bit more niche than dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, also good. Yeah. Uh, the book is definitely the best dogs of all time. It's out through Scribe, illustrated by Molly Dyson and written by our guest, Jade Carroll. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on. This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio, funded by subscribers all over the world. You're listening to Breakfasters with Sarah, Jeff and Geraldine. Uh, on Friday, Jeff, um, you're away, but had, tell me, have you heard of this saying, don't come with your arms swinging? No. I'm just oh, you weren't here for this training conversation, were you? <laughs> no, so, don't come with your arms swinging. Yeah, yeah, what do you think that means? I've got no... Don't start fights or something. Ha-ha! No, oh, God, the, I, okay, so the thing it's don't come to a party empty-handed. But someone oh. texted us and said they'd heard it used as don't come... Don't start fights. Don't start fights. Sure. Whatever Whatever you think the meaning is. I, yeah. is I swing in your arms I'd never heard ever. the saying whatsoever. Never heard yeah. it once. Uh, anyway, the saying exists. Not a common saying. No. no. Sure. If it does exist, it exists. A somewhat puzzling saying. Yeah. Even. Anyway, so I thought, well, obviously, uh, you guys don't know enough about sayings out there that are out there. So <laughs> oh. 
I um, took it upon myself to do a bit of research. Aren't you kind? Yes. Took it upon yourself. Let me shut that door. It's very loud out there. Uh, so, yeah, I did a bit of research. Oh, yes. And looked up some sayings that you might not have heard of. Yes. And um, and I've got their meanings for you as well. Oh. oh, very kind. Hit us with them. Hit us with them. I'm going to get the potato with the googly eyes in my hand so okay. you can respond to them. Okay. No worries. Enjoy. Uh, for instance, um, what about have you... So let's start at an easy one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just distracted by the potato with the googly oh, sorry, eyes. I'm sorry. shaky at me. I'll put it back. You're also easily distracted, I let's am. be honest. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, here's an easy one to begin with. Okay. You, you would have heard of this one. Yep. Don't upset the apple cart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that, but do you know what it means? Where? Yeah, it, well, you know... In the olden days, people had Mm. apple carts and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to kick them over because the apples would go everywhere. Yeah, sure, but wrong. It actually means that um, when you've got to kiss apples and tell them they've got a new family when you take them from the cart, so you don't want to upset the apples on the cart. You've got to kiss them and go, you've got a new home now. Come home with a new family. (laughs) There you go. Do you want another one? (laughs) I mean, Sue, that seems a bit terrifying to me. I don't know why. Never, Creepy. Have you heard of this one? Never give a sucker an even break. Yes. No, I've never heard that. Oh, haven't you? Is a sucker like sucker? Yeah. Or is it like a sucker fish? No. It's Actually, like a st- what, what do you oh, think I, it means? I was, I was saying it was the first one, like a sucker as in a, like a stooge, yeah. yeah. Mm. Actually, what it really means is um, you shouldn't break someone's jawbreaker in half. Oh. oh, yeah, that's what that means. A sucker. Mm. I get it. Yeah, see? Oh, we're learning a lot today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, carry certainly. on. I don't kind of remember that saying. <laughs> this is great. Uh, what, oh, here's another one that you probably know. Don't let the cat out of the bag. Yes. Right. What does that mean? See, Keep why, it to yourself. Why wouldn't you leave a cat? Leave, leave? That doesn't make sense. Because it'll run off. You don't want to leave a cat in a bag, though. It'll Maybe suffocate. I think you're probably taking the cat to drown it or something. What? Oh, wow. Dude, that just got really dark. <laughs> Well, what do you mean? You know, like but, in the yeah. old days, the cat had kittens. They're still doing in the country. Yeah. They? So you don't let it out of the bag. But when you're saying that to someone, it's kind of, it's I a nice way to say something. Well, don't let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Because we want to drown it. Because we want to drown it. Yeah. All right. You're definitely wrong. <laughs> okay. Because it actually, uh, it's actually referring to the cat of nine tails whip, and you don't want it out unless there's consent and a safety word. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh. What about <laughs> be responsible? <laughs> what is the cat of nine tails whip? You know the yeah. you know the whip the cat of nine tails. Oh, I'm really out of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the it's the whip with all the yeah the, the like, right. on no, the end. Play safe, people. Yeah, get uh, your safety words happening. <laughs> little pictures, banana. Little pictures have big ears. Have you heard this one? Oh yeah, like no. What's that? Little pictures have big ears. Mm. Like when children are like nosing when, around. Well, I was going to say, yeah, maybe listening in when you're having an adult conversation or maybe you're playing some music, for instance, oh. that might have some certain words in it. Mm. Oh, yeah, and instead of picking up the phone and ringing us, <laughs> you turn your jaw and go. <laughs> Little pictures have big ears. Yeah. Get in the sack. That sounds so mean. I see what you're saying, but also wrong again. <laughs> Sorry about that. It actually refers to um, a, a beer glass with two handles, like a pitcher oh. with two oh. handles. Yeah. Cool. Little pictures have, have big ears. Do you yeah. want to? Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Big ears so you can hold them. 
uh, uh, oh, I've only got a couple. Oh, here we go. What about this one? Uh, walnuts and pears you plant for your ears. Hairs. Walnuts what? and pears you plant for your hairs. Huh? What's that even mean? Oh, you, you, no ideas? What do you think? Well, Hang on. Walnuts, walnuts and, pears and pears you plant, you plant for your ears. Ears or ears? Yeah. Ears. Ears. yeah. yeah. For oh, ears. Like they'll, you're doing it for they'll the make future because... Because pears are mm. worth grow forever money or and walnuts are worth money. Yeah, sure. Wrong again. <laughs> it actually is. Um, if you ground up walnuts and pears together, it makes a really good shampoo. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what that means. What about, do you want another one? This, someone's just, this <gasps> segment has a sense of vengeance about it. What does that mean? Why well, it's a vengeance? Is it because, oh, oh it's maybe it's because I didn't believe the, the saying that she said in the first place. Oh, uh, well. Mm. Is this you getting revenge? No, 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 I'm just educating. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, what, uh, yeah, a couple more. Here we go. All right, someone wants to know how to... Could you please explain it's the duck's nuts? Oh. They said they get what it means, but where did it come from? Oh, the duck's nuts is actually from... Um, I'll come back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard that one either. You know, You've never heard the, the bee's knees, the duck's nuts. No, never. Yeah, the duck's nuts is referring to the pistachio nuts that the ducks like to eat. <laughs> And then um, they're very expensive. Yeah, when it um, because they can't get the shells off, uh, it comes out the other end and is good for fertilising. Oh. Uh, well, I, can I just say that um, my bird feeder is still there, waiting for the birds to come. And what have you, have you got? Pumpkin seeds in there? That's what it looked like. Pumpkin seeds and also um, sunflower seeds, and as yet, still no birds have come. Mm, so, if any ducks are flying around, they can come there too high up don't cast your pearls before swine have you heard that one no but it makes sense i mean don't give your pearls to a pig Mm. is that what it's saying yes don't waste all the good things that you're saying on for a little piggy ignorant masses yes oh is that what it is that is absolutely wrong again (laughs) sorry it actually refers to um, uh, the same it means that you don't wear a pearl necklace when eating pork because it might get dirty Oh. oh, you might grease it up with all the greasy pork. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so I've only got one more. Oh, no, keep going. I love this. I just like how confused people are by this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say any port in a storm. Have you heard that? Yeah. You're any in, port in a, a storm. A port in a storm. That's like a hideaway in the storm, right? Yeah, you're in trouble. So port just go wherever you can be safe. Mm. With the duck's nuts. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You would. <laughs> Wrong again. Wrong again. Oh, yeah, wrong, again. wrong again. It actually means if it's raining, you just drink the port you have at home <laughs> because it's too wet to go outside and get something else. That's my favourite of them all. Yeah, Thank that you. is good advice. I did save the best for last. <laughs> yes, it's time for our Friday money bugger. Friday Funny Bugger. This week is Laura Dunham. Hello, everybody. Hi. How are you going? Really You're doing good. such a good job, Elizabeth. Thanks. Well done. I'm a little bit rusty, but I'm going to get there by nine. No, I listened all the way in the car and you <laughs> you can get it by nine and then you won't do it for months. That's all right. You're doing a really good job. Thanks, mate. Um, I have done something especially for you, Elizabeth, because oh, yesterday so you told me that you were coming 
in mm. instead of Sarah. And I remember one time we had a conversation because you also produce this show, don't you? That's right, yeah. Um, you're a talented woman, as <laughs> as you are, Geraldine. They're and Jess talented as well. too, okay. Exactly. And Let's Sarah not is too. too. But you it's once. quite the affirmation circles. <laughs> there was, oh, we should bring those back. No, no, we should. <laughs> um, there was one time where I did something, I had a segment on here and I did something really weird and you saw me later that day and you said, I loved your segment this morning and I said, oh, was it too weird? And you said, no, I like it when you go, what was the phrase? You way out. Way out, off chops. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> is, that a, is that a phrase, off chops? Yeah, but I think, I think it's a bit different. All right. To, oh, yeah. Okay, well, I you said way out. The more extreme Laura Dunneman is, the better in okay, my Okay, well, I've taken that and run with it. <laughs> Just for you, I've um, I, I've gone back to a something that I've already done here. What's um? So I come here in here as Friday Funny Bugger. What's one of my other roles here? You are our official royal correspondent, self-appointed <laughs> yes. royal correspondent, and I haven't talked about the royals for a while. No, I laid off while Meghan and Harry were here on the royal visit. I didn't do anything. I, I restrained myself. Did you go and see them? I had to work that day oh, and I shame. was just, I would have, I would have been there. <laughs> Megan! <laughs> Harry! Imagine if they'd come on a tour of the zoo where you work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been Because they went to Taronga. No, they didn't go to Taronga Zoo. They went, oh, no, they went to Taronga Zoo in Thank Sydney. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Geraldine, our new self-appointed <laughs> royal correspondent. Um, however, there has been in the news the last couple of weeks, have you guys seen Isn't a little bit of tittle-tattle mm. gossip in the news about the royals? Oh. Megan no. and Kate aren't no. getting along. So yeah, that's what's been coming out. And they've really? sort of alluded to it here and there since, you know, in the years since Megan has become part of the family um but just this week there are so many things about apparently megan made kate cry at a dress fitting before the wedding and harry said to somebody what megan wants megan gets and (laughs) (laughs) apparently and because megan and harry are moving out of kensington palace and they're moving into some other palace Mm -hmm. somewhere they've got heaps of them there's a few and so um they're saying well because they're moving out that means that they don't like each other but maybe they just don't want to live immediately next door to their family yeah you know which one is kate She's William's wife. She's bloody William's wife. He's in line, <laughs> next in line to the throne. She's Wake to, up, Jeff. She's trying to, remember, trying to remember which one William was. Give it the program. <laughs> now, William's the bald one and Harry's the more bald one. <laughs> um, and Megan's and then, the one who's just got married. Yeah, yeah, she's the American. Right. Yeah, yeah right, fantastic. I'm with it now. So I'm just really sick of. Um, of the tabloids positioning women to hate each other when there's no actual facts Mm. at all. And so I've decided to take it upon myself to write a a play again. Mm -hmm. We did a play about the royals a little while ago because we don't know what happens behind the walls of Kensington Mm. Palace, do we? And until we do, maybe they shouldn't be putting it in the tabloids. So I've written a response piece um, in the form of a play Mm -hmm. that we're going to perform now. It's very quick and Elizabeth's a bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to assign roles, if that's okay, with you guys. Um, So there's four roles. And you were talking about, before I caught the end of a conversation, about about, um, female 
um, representation in movies. Mm. Well, this is an all-female cast. Oh, oh fantastic. Right. Yeah, exactly. So ahead of your time, Laura. Oh, I know, I'm very progressive. <laughs> Pushing the boundaries of the theatre. There are four roles, though. So, Jeff, you will be playing one of them, but I'm going to use your voice to our advantage. Oh, how will so we do that? that? Well, there's two characters in here that there's three characters in here that all have a British accent. So I'm going to make you one of them so that your voice sounds different. Strong directorial choice because <laughs> we are a radio, bold, so we've only got our voices. Choice. So um, I'm giving you the main role, Jeff, because oh. you're such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be That's playing an evil laugh. You'll be playing the person who, as of one minute ago, you didn't know who they were. <laughs> you're going to be playing Kate Middleton. Right. Great. Okay, she's got a British accent, so run with that. Um, Elizabeth, you're doing the buttons today, so I'm going to give you a smaller role. So mm-hmm. you're going to be the queen. Oh, what a it surprise. It sounds like a big <laughs> with role. With a name like Elizabeth. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. It kind of fits well. That's perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. And Geraldine, last time you played Donald Trump and you did such a good um, job at an American accent, so I'm going to give you Megan. Oh, okay. 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 Can you do that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, great. Okay. Perfect. Beautiful. You don't have to be as nasal as Donald Trump <laughs> this time. Okay. And then I will be playing Camilla Parker Bowles mm. and I'll be doing the narration great. as well. Are we ready? Yes. Sure. Yes, Fantastic. So this is a radio play at the moment. Just bear in mind it could be adapted into a film, <laughs> film script mm. if we want it. Sure. Screen Australia, if you're listening. (laughs) Okay. The scene begins on Christmas Day. The women of the royal family are enjoying a boozy champagne breakfast while the men hunt. Kate Middleton, Meghan Markle, Camilla Parker-Bowles and the Queen are sitting in the living room. Merry Christmas, you lot. Merry Christmas, you old bag. Yes. Merry Christmas, you You old old bag. bag. Well, personally, I want to say a big thank you... (laughs) For welcoming me into your home and family. This year has been a huge transition for me into the archaic and outdated class system of which you rule over. I'm looking forward to spending taxpayers' money on designer clothes and renovating our new castle in Windsor in my boring, monotone taste. Well done, Geraldine. You're welcome, Megan. <laughs> God, you what just do. You always just do it as Jeff. <laughs> That's my, that's my like style. interviewing somebody. <laughs> I have to live the role. Inhabit, so. inhabit the character. Yes. Yeah, big cat, go higher. And may I... <laughs> and may I say, what a pleasure you are. Despite both of our husbands being possibly the dumbest humans seem to have become the queen. To that's roam fine. the planet, I've found a true kindred spirit in you. Thanks, babe. Hear, hear. They are incredibly stupid. Well, as I was saying, now that you're well and truly a part of the establishment, I think it's time for us to fully indoctrinate you into our messed up but wonderful superior lifestyle. I think it's time for us to start a fake cat fight. Women love to read about women hating other women. It's every woman's favourite pastime to hate on women hating on other women. We did it with Fergie and Di and Di and Camilla. Where is Camilla? (laughs) 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 Jeff, this is... This is exceptional. You are doing you are so really, good. You've really yeah. pulled your finger out. <laughs> well done, Jeff. Where is Camilla? I'm right here. I've changed Camilla's voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you are. Sorry, I'm drunk. Ha ha. Cheers. So you're saying all of these cat fights in the tabloids over the years have been fabricated? <laughs> yes, of course they were. <laughs> 
Our lives are so boring and tedious. We need to get our entertainment somehow, don't we? I'm in. I love drama and the public will come to hate me in good time anyway. What does that matter, though, when we have all the money? (laughs) Money. Money. (laughs) Let's cheers to money. They all raise their glass. To To money! money. Oh, which one? That's you. That's you again. Well, it's settled then. Now, where are those idiotic husbands of ours? I don't know about all of your husbands, but my husband, Prince Philip, has been dead for the past five years. (laughs) What? I would never have noticed. He looks so lifelike. Doesn't he, though? I had him stuffed. (laughs) They did a fantastic job. It cost £30 million to do, but my money, it's my money. So who cares? It's not my money. It's not my money. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's not my money. You said who cares? <laughs> well, shall we cheers to that, ladies? All four women raise their glasses. To women supporting women. And, and to, to wearing tiaras in public. End <laughs> scene. End scene. That's great. Yeah. That's that, it. Thanks, I'm surprised Laura. that Stacey the ghost didn't make an appearance in that, I'll be honest. Huh? <laughs> Stacey the ghost. Oh, Stacey. <laughs> Stacey, who sometimes haunts Buckingham Palace, the yes. ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's Stacey. This segment has really gone way out now. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. That's all right. You have been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.